And we're back. And it's December, what's today? The 18th? It's December 18th. And uh, NBA preseason is rolling on ahead. Um, so we're going to talk about it. And uh, there's quite a bit to talk about, isn't there, Nick? Oh, yeah. So two biggest stories. Obviously, Giannis signing the five-year Supermax, <laughs> largest contract in NBA history. I can't stop thinking of the picture of him stealing the free water from the bubble. <laughs> and this guy hey, man, that's how, you, that's how you stay a millionaire, you know? I mean, but just like, and that guy just got the biggest contract ever. In NBA history. And so we're going we're gonna to get into that. And then we got the... Uh, the who's going to be the most overweight contest going on in Houston <laughs> between James Harden and John Wall. Hey, throw DeMarcus Cousins into that mix, too. He's still beefy. He's still hey, beefy man, guy. DeMarcus – yeah, that's true. So we got we got the Papa Smurf committee going on in Houston right now, and they're supposed to be a contender for the Western Conference. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's talk Giannis first. Okay, so, I mean, props to Giannis for signing it. Don't know if it's – the best decision, but at least we know where his, you know, we know his, what his his men- his ethos I, is. Well, we just know that, like, listen, he's he's committed to to Milwaukee, right? He's yeah. he's trying to be one Dirk. of the yeah. He's trying to be that's a perfect example. He's trying to be loyal, and I think he's trying to stay committed to the the, team like, that the vision. Yeah, yeah, that, but also, like, the vision of the team. Because, like, that team is still so close. They're, like, I feel like they're just one piece away. That They need that, that scoring guard. That... And, and, don't, and don't get me wrong. If they do win just one ring, that's worth winning three rings in L.A. Mm-hmm. Because it's just it's so a small much market harder team. to win. And, and it's, like, it's a small market team that's not even, like, renowned as, like, a good place to live. Like, mm. that is just... <laughs> That is a tough, tough place to win. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you are the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, right, you kind of have all odds against you, right? It's not like it's uh, a coastal city. It's not like it's great weather. It's a small market population wise, right? High state. You have you have Chicago, an hour away. You have Minneapolis in the other state, right? Which is a which is a bigger market, technically, right? So. You have a lot of disadvantages, right? You, you've built a great team, right, through the draft. You obviously drafted Giannis, stuff like that. You've you've added good pieces around him. You've drafted well recently, so like you're so close, right? And to have Giannis, basically put all questions aside, question marks aside, by signing this supermax, I feel like now you can not worry about him. You yep. can focus on like, all right, we just need to find that one piece, right? Because your team is still your team is a machine. You're gonna get sixty wins, oh, easily, sure. right? You don't have to worry Giannis about plays that. His ass off. Too. You don't have to worry about that, right? So now I feel like Giannis signing it gets rid of a lot of question marks, and I think makes people a little bit more comfortable in Milwaukee about like the direction they're headed, and that they're like, all right, cool, we're committed to being really good for the next five years. Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Props to the Bucks. They are one of the most well-run organizations in the league, mm. bar none. Like, they are just so well-run. They remind me a lot of, like, Utah. Like, they are just run so well in that the NBA draft is just such a dart throw. Mm. And, and they really don't miss. Like, even Jabari Parker, who, like, you could say, well, his career hasn't panned out the way that it was, like, supposed to. 
when he was playing for them and when and when he was not injured, he was, he was good. Yeah, like he was, he was a he was good productive. player and he was efficient. He wasn't productive in the like Jaleel Okafor gets seventeen and eight, but like that really not the seventeen and eight that you want. Like nah, he was a legitimately like very productive mm-hmm. player. I mean, DiVincenzo's looking, you know, pretty He's good. A they, solid guy off the bench. I mean, they, like they picked Brog- Brogdon, who's I mean, no longer with the team, but like he was good when he was and like he's still they really very draft. Good. Yeah, I mean, they draft really well, right? They have their two biggest pieces locked up on long-term deals, and and they still have a, a, a couple guys on rookie contracts. The, now, I think that the next thing is they're gonna have to do one or two things: either keep drafting well and hope that one of them can blossom into a contributor while still on a rookie contract, because that's like. When you look at a team like Dallas, for example, Dallas has the advantage that, like, yes, it's a number three overall rookie contract because it's it's Luca, but it's still a rookie contract. And you might be like, oh, well, Luca's still making like eight million dollars a year, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money. It's like, yeah, but Luca on the open market is making forty, so you're mm. lucky that you're basically saving thirty-two million on a player of that cal- caliber. And so, and I will say this about the Bucks: I would say signing. Giannis long term is a huge, 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 huge move, and that can't be overstated. But I would argue the best moves they did off this offseason, they added they added three players in free agency or through trades, right, in the offseason that I think completely changed this team. They got Drew Holiday, right, which is exactly what they needed. A really good guard that can score and defend, right? That is a huge upgrade from Eric Bledsoe, who's still solid, but Drew Holiday is a definite upgrade from Eric Bledsoe, right? They got Torrey Craig, who played for the Nuggets, right? Who was very good in the postseason this past year, right? Was a valuable player off the bench for the Nuggets. So he's great. He's going to be good for that second unit. And they got Bobby Portis, who was on the Knicks last year. But the dude, people forget the dude can play. Like, people forget, oh, yeah, well, he... He uh he kind of like lost it in that Bulls practice, right? Where he like punched up a dude. Punched out, yeah. The guy can play. Like he is a great rebounder. He's good down low, and he can shoot a little bit. So like, they got three really good guys in free agency, and not to mention they drafted the guy that they drafted, Jordan Nwora, averaged eighteen points at Louisville, right? So like, there's potential there for him to be like an off the bench scorer, and he's a forward. So they had a great off season, and that's even before signing Giannis to this deal. And I think the one thing that, you know, I, I maybe you can say like, oh, well, Nick, it's mistaken. I still put faith in Giannis that like, I don't think he's ever going to get complacent. Like, I just don't think that's his. Well, he, I mean, I just think there's such a different mentality between like he he came from nothing in Greece, which is I, I'm not saying I'm not trying to like make it seem like coming from nothing here is different but coming from nothing in Greece is definitely different than coming I think there's just oh, a little yeah. bit more emphasis on like I need to work no, you hard you have nothing like I, nothing I, nothing I, I I just I feel like he, the work ethic is a lot different in Giannis than a lot of the guys that you see in the league and you know maybe that's me being ignorant but that's just the way it seems from the outside from a spectator's uh, perspective but I mean, that's huge, and the Bucks are going to be—I mean, the Bucks are going to be the favorite to win the East for the and next I mean, five years. See, a lot of people always say to me, like, "Oh, Nick, like, why do you love Giannis so much?" And like, bang on Ben Simmons, like, well, because I can see the differences that Giannis has made year after year. Like, just look at the way he changed his body yeah. from when he entered the league to now. Like, look at his handle, mm. right? Like, yes, he still doesn't have the outside shot, and like, maybe he never will. 
But first of all, his outside shot is still better than Ben Simmons's, which yeah. is just non-existent. <laughs> and second of all, like Ben Simmons came into the league, right? And we're like, okay, we know like this guy came into the league probably with a better body than Giannis. We know he has right? the raw ability, right? Like he has the size, he has the athleticism, he hasn't he's got anything. decent vision. But he what area has he really improved on since coming to the league? I think is what, yeah, that, what you're that's why to say. I put my faith in Giannis. Like because I just think that like the evidence is there that that dude is relentless and like all of his teammates say like he's the best player on the team and now he's like the highest paid like the dude has the most money if there's anybody who could be like complacent and rest it's him and all his teammates say like nah he works harder than anybody else on the team Mm, which is like that's what you want like that's that like kobe mentality like you know i'm the best player and i'm also gonna like work the hardest and set an example because if like because if i don't best guy is is working yeah like what is the bench player gonna say right um I think if they can get a couple of, like, ring-chasing free agents on, like, low deals, you know, kind of what the Warriors were doing in those last couple years or what the Lakers mm-hmm. are doing now, like, get some dudes who are, like, at the end and they're like, man, I really want a ring right before I retire. Yeah. And I'm willing to play for, like, $2 bucks a year. You know what I mean? Like, well, then that could be another source, right? Because those guys, like, it, you're look, you're basically looking for guys who are putting winning above money and winning above quality of life. Yeah, exactly. You know, people that don't need the contract anymore yeah they really just just want the winning yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah i mean that i feel like that's never really a bad thing they're it's so team friendly those contracts like that's never a bad thing for like a contending as long as they're not like a locker room cancer yeah which i feel like there's just not that many of those in the nba anymore left in the league i feel like that's you know reserved to like like three people anymore (laughs) i think there's like three people in the league like that and i think you can name who but uh we won't get into that since we kind of covered that last last week but um We'll go into your uh, your other big topic in the oh, NBA. The Papa Smurf trio. <laughs> Preseason. Free, free the Houston Rockets, uh, they got to have a really good team chef or something because, uh, you know, James I'm Harden does not thick. look good. I mean, he just doesn't. There's no way There's no way to sugarcoat it. Also, the, the report's coming out that, like, he would go, you know, and there's a couple day off and, and go out partying. We know he, you know, he loves to do that. And like, He's look, I'm not going to sit here and harp local, on him. Uh, purveyor of the local, uh, how do I say this? Let's... Uh, adult establishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty widely known that he is a fan. Um, and from what we've heard, I mean, they do have pretty good food. So maybe he's just been uh, enjoying the local, the local fare. In multiple senses of the word. Um, <laughs> All right. Here's the thing about about James Harden. And it's like people give him a pass because he drops like 50 every other night. And it's like I'm so over high usage rate, no defense guard. Like I'm just over it. I'm, I'm done with it. Like I'm, I'm especially like kind of inefficient high usage rate. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, his PR is like 30. I don't care. I don't care. There's one guard. Actually, there's two guards in the league that I, I want to build my franchise around. Chris Paul five years ago and Steph Curry. Other than that, I don't care. I'm just done. Mm. I'm done with all of these high usage rate, you know, score <laughs> first point guards who don't play defense. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're going to make the playoffs and then when, when show, people play real defense, you're going to get bounced in the yeah, first round. Yeah, I mean, statistics show and history shows that guards who are all score, no, no defense, just don't win when it matters. I mean, unless you're Steph Curry. Yeah. Literally, which is different because, because there's a lot of other factors that make that the case. But yeah, I mean, it just doesn't 
usually end up working out really well. Like, like, even though I love Damian Lillard, like, how many times have people said, oh, yeah, like, you know, the Portland Blazers are, like, one guy. It's like, well, they've been one guy away for five years, and they're still one guy away. Like, you look at the Nuggets, right, which Jamal Murray's their best guard, and he's not even really a point guard, right? He's a shooter. Yeah, the point he's... guard's a center, and they're <laughs> way better than Houston right now. Yeah. Come on, like, is anybody really telling me that they're they're betting their house on Houston oh, over no, Denver no, no. right now? Like, get out of here. No, and I, I mean, again, all the reports still say Earl Harden is, like, dead set on wanting out of Houston, right? And, again, like we said last week, I do think he will get – I don't think he'll be on Houston if, at if, the end of the if, season. If they're not crushing everybody, he's gone at the trade deadline. Yeah, <laughs> Mark but the words. thing is, like, I just don't understand. If you are a, another team – you got to be very confident. Cautious. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I I just, there's so many concerns that I have about trading for James Harden. Because it's like, yeah, you're getting 30-plus points a night. But you are also, you're going to have to give up a ton. And you're you're only getting the scoring. It's, I just, it, it's such a mess. It's such a I mean, mess. Look at, look at all of the, if, if we were to just sit here and think, like, Right now, okay, like, who are, like, the seven teams in the NBA who can actually, like, do something this season? How many of them are run by a guard? None of them. The Lakers the Lakers and the Clippers are, are LeBron, run by wings. Kawhi, right? Paul George, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the Celtics are run by wings. The The Bucks are run by wings. Even the Mavs, everybody's like, oh, Luka's a guard. Luka is not a Luka's guard. Luka's a small Luka's forward. A small forward. He's yeah. 6'8". Like, yeah. And he... Even though he's not like an all defense level defender, and everyone's like, "Oh, his DRPM is bad." Like you mentioned, the Nuggets, no, Jokic, obviously. Th- yeah, we got the the Bucks, Giannis, small forward. I mean, Wings the Nets have always the run Nets, the league. And the Nets is like half half. You know, you'll have KD, but you'll also have Kyrie. Um, yeah, but I mean, KD is one of the two best. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, KD is the better like, player, but I'm just saying they'll both have the ball kind of fifty yeah. fifty. Like, mm-hmm. it's the Jazz, I'm, I'm Donovan, just, yeah. I don't know, yeah. a small a shooting guard. And but. I don't even think the Jazz are a, a real like. Jazz I mean, they're f- in the West. They're not gonna. I don't. I don't see them winning it, but they'll be a playoff team. I mean, they'll be like. A oh yeah, team. but I'm saying like. I mean, like you know, go one or two rounds deep in the playoffs and like actually do something. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking at like, you know, Denver, um, the two LA teams, like Celtics, Milwaukee, maybe Miami, even Miami, right? I mean, it's Jimmy Butler's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? absolutely, like, and Bam Adebayo. Who's kind of turned a and little even, bit into even, a, a point forward at times. Yeah, and even Tyler Hero is a wing, right? And, and he, he's, he's a, more of a shooting guard. I, I yeah, but he's efficient, guard. right? Yeah. He's not high usage rate. You know, I mean, his job is to is to come around screens and sit on the sit on the wings. Yeah, and just exactly. Pop trays all game. He's like baby Clay Thompson without the defense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just and like, I, I just feel, I, I feel bad for. For DeMarcus Cousins, right? Like, he's just gotten unlucky with injuries. Right? I know he's a little bit of, like, a little bit nuts from his days in Sacramento, but, like, yeah. I think Sacramento makes everybody nuts. Uh, that's just a Sacramento thing. Especially, like, a George Carl Sacramento team. Like, that's a yikes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's just there because, you know, I mean, it's... You know, it's intriguing. The John Wall, yeah. DeMarcus Cousins, a connection potentially working. You know, they obviously yeah. went to Kentucky together. You know, I part of me, the basketball fan, is like, yeah, I hope that kind of works out, just the two of them, because that would be cool. I don't think it will. And then the realist in you takes over is like, nah, it's not gonna work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think I think the best, like the best comparison for for the going back to the the Bucks though, before we talked about Houston, is like anybody remember those like early two thousand like Magic teams with like Dwight Howard mm-hmm. when Dwight Howard was like actually like 
the best center in the NBA and not just a guy who like plays for minimum contracts now. Um, it was always like they always felt like, man, they're a team that's going to win 65 games in the regular but season. But you don't feel confident about them winning the whole thing. The final. Like, yeah. they're going to get to the finals, especially because the East back then was like, eh. But, like, because LeBron was playing with a bunch of janitors Zydrunas, on Cleveland. Zydrunas, uh, and, like, yeah, good. and Booby Dixon. Um, <laughs> and it's like, you, you always felt that they were going to get to the finals, and then you, like, saw when they played those Laker teams, you're like, yeah, they're not going to win. <laughs> like, <they're> just not, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just not going to win the, the title. Right? And it's, it's I, I hope, for Giannis's sake, that he doesn't end up like Dwight Howard. Because, to be fair to Dwight Howard, like, everybody now thinks of him like a meme. Mm-hmm. Anybody who was yeah, not people born forget he was... after 2000, like, remembers that Dwight Howard was a machine yeah, people forget for he was a while a, in the cheap, NBA. Here's what the difference, though, I will say. Dwight Howard was obviously defensive player of the year and all that stuff right and he could rebound really well and like he was a good post scorer because he was just so big and physical but here's what i'll say about Giannis. Giannis is a better ball handler right he drives and he's his outside shots getting better it's still not great but i will say Giannis just has a more more of an offensive game than dwight howard ever had so I I just meant I think like that, always one player away, small market team. Like. I yeah yeah I see what you mean. I I don't I don't know if I'm on that you know train of thought right now, but I guess I could see where you're coming from. Uh, or even that. like those Carmelo Nuggets teams for a while, mm. right before they got like a super washed up AI and just fell apart. But like I mean, when Melo was like when Melo was young and like actually played defense and was like really 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 good. Mm-hmm. Um. Some rookies have been making their NBA preseason <laughs> debut, which basically means playing 80% of sort of maybe NBA basketball. Uh, <laughs> all of them look rough, except for THT on the Lakers, uh, which is well, he's, a I mean, meme. He's not really a rookie. He was drafted, or he was, he was part of yeah. last year's class. But, yeah, he's been balling out. Um, the other guy who's played decent so far, Isaac Okoro on the Cavs. He had, like, a game winner the other night. He's looked decent. Um... Yeah, LaMelo went score, scoreless in his first game. That's the big one. Speaking of the Hornets, Gordon Hayward injured again. Uh, finger injury? I can't remember what it is. Yeah, he's day-to-day. I mean, uh, hope it's nothing serious I don't, for his I don't, sake. I don't think it's serious, but it's just like, you know, poor guy. it's kind of more of the same. It's just um, bad yeah. luck for him. And right after we talked about how, like, I don't know if I would have paid him the money, it's like, yeah, that kind of reminds me why. Yeah. But, uh, Speaking of high usage rate score point guard guy who I super definitely love, uh, Cole Anthony hmm. is going to be Jimmer for debt with a little bit more athleticism on a good day. Uh, <laughs> it's just a no. Don't know why anybody picked him as early as they did. Uh, I kind of like Patrick Williams on yeah, Chicago. Yeah. I think a lot of people didn't know about him going to the draft, but like. He I mean, looks that was, good. That, he was a I good mean, player on a very good Florida State team last year. I think he kind of flew under the radar just because he's not like a super glamorous pick, but I think he's yeah. solid and he's you know he's a forward. So I think he's in a in a in a in a decent situation. I mean, at least in the short term, just because like Chicago doesn't have a whole bunch of dudes who are going to eat into him offensively, like Markinen maybe. But like here's the thing: I know the Bulls are absolute mess of a franchise right now, but I looked at their box score last night. Um, and I was, I looked at, I was like, 
you know, that team's like not horrible. And I don't know if I'm like kind of going crazy or maybe I'm just looking too too much into preseason. Rose tinted glasses. Yeah, but but let me just read their box score from last night. All right. They played the Thunder. They won 124 to 103. All right. This is their starting five. Laurie Markinen, Patrick Williams, Wendell Carter, Kobe White, Zach Levine. Right. You look on paper at that starting five and you're like, okay, it's not terrible. That's, a, that's like... a really young four. Zach Levine's a very good offensive player, right? They're starting five. Kobe White had 27 points as a point guard. Zach yeah, he's Levine, a stud. He's Zach a stud. Levine, yeah, I mean, he was great in his rookie season. He's going to be even better this year. And Zach, he's actually kind of efficient. Yeah, I mean, he was 11 to 17 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, right? See? Zach Levine, 24 points on 9 of 14 shooting. Laurie Markinen had a bad game. He had 11 points, 9 boards, right? He didn't shoot well. He took 9 threes, missed 7 of them. And then Patrick Williams, like, like you said, had a very good game, 13 points, 7 boards, 6 of 9 from the field. I mean, you look at the team and their bench is a mess right they don't really have anything yeah. off the bench but the starting five is intriguing well, yeah it's a, a good situation for him because he's gonna play 35 minutes a night so yeah and you know. and i mean again are they a playoff team no, no but not they'll be competitive close. they'll but, be competitive in games like they're not gonna get blown out yeah i i had to kind of do a double take because i was like you know what maybe they're not as bad as i thought they were they'll be fun to watch yeah exactly they'll be like a, another classic young team where it's like they've got nothing to lose they'll play hard. and uh and it will be interesting to watch you mentioned Taylor horton tucker he's third in scoring in the preseason's only a few games but i mean he's averaging 23 points a game on a laker team uh you know him and kyle kuzma are both top five in scoring in preseason and yeah, I mean, obviously that'll go down in the regular season just because they won't yeah, get as much I don't burn, think, but I it's don't... nice that they have some young players who can be, you know, who can, especially when, you know, the two big guys want to take some nights off because we both know that like load management is going to be a thing. So mm, absolutely. Especially I mean, with the shortened nice. off season. Yeah. That they can step in and, and play a couple games and not be like completely overmatched. Um, the most like I would say black or white no gray situation is going to be Avija in in Washington. Yeah, yeah. That's either going to work out great because he's going to get a ton of kickout passes from Russell Westbrook, or that's going to work out terrible because all he's going to do is sit on the perimeter and never get the ball, and it's going to stifle his development. There's hmm. no middle ground on that. Yeah, that's kind of a, it's it's, a, it's not the best. It's it's like between a rock and a hard place situation for a rookie to be when you're on a team with a bunch of like very ball dominant veterans, right? Because you also just don't you don't, you don't you don't get the burn that you would on a team right that's picking in the lottery right like you're not going to yeah. get the same level of burn that you would if you were on the Hornets right. Um, and it's like Washington like was this. picking in the lottery just because one of their two best players was injured. Like mm-hmm. even as much as we bang on John Wall, like we all know that if John Wall was healthy, well, it's like it's like the team. Warriors situation. Like, they're not too. a lottery. It's team. like the Warriors. Like yeah, exactly. You know, James Wiseman will get burned because they need a center, right? A they center. have a need for a center. But let's say they drafted a guard with the pick that they had. They had a top five pick. You know, you're not going to be you're not going to be the guy. You're going to be coming off the bench if you're a guard or a small forward or something like that. So, you know, it's there are certain situations. Warriors team is going to play so fast this year. Mm, that that Warriors gonna be... team is going to be. People forget that how, how good Steph is and. And, and it's uh, like they're just gonna run in in, in transition. Like the like, defense is gonna be sketchy, but like listen, they're gonna run. But yeah, I mean, obviously they're missing Clay. But like, and you, I know you have strong feelings about Wiggins. I don't think he's very good either. But I mean, he's still a serviceable forward, right? Like he'll still score. Yeah, I mean, ten to twenty points suck, a game, like, right? Draymond Green's gonna be Draymond Green. You know what you're gonna get from him. And now they have James Wiseman, who the jury's still well, out. Ray will probably. Start I mean, the, he was two. a top 
player in that class going into his time at Memphis, right? And obviously he was a top five pick. So, you know, he could be disgusting. He could be really good. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, so it's, I think it's also, scary. I think also, you know, I don't think they're going to ask him to do a whole lot of like advanced center stuff. No, I think there's going to be a lot like, of hey, Steph throwing him lobs. It's going to be like, a lot of like the Lob City Clippers where it's just Steph throwing him alleys. Or just you like know, here, the top of the you key. sit under the basket, grab any shot that misses and kick it back out to Steph. Like that's literally going to be his job. And that's like an ideal scenario. That's what Jordan Bell did his rookie yeah, year. When and he, was and the he got worked. paid. Yeah. For no reason at all. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think James Wiseman is going to put up like just bonkers rebounding numbers. Kind of like Aiton did on the Suns, because mm. there's just going to be dudes chucking threes. Yes, there's a lot of shots right? being taken from outside. And somebody's going to give him a ridiculous contract and restricted free agency in two years, and we're all going to be like, why the hell did anybody do that? <laughs> but hey, maybe he develops some post moves and proves me wrong. Um, but that team, like, you look at, like, Steph, you know, say what you want, but, like, he's amazing, right? Like, yeah. there's anybody who disagrees with that, like, you know, You're come just at me. salty, um, probably. Uh, yeah. Kelly Oubre kind of never got the love he deserved in Washington. Like, here's what I'll say: Kelly Oubre is a good player. Like, I, yeah, he's like one of those glue guys where, again, he doesn't need the the shine, but like he'll play hard def, like he'll play defense, and he'll run and transition and, the entire game. Exactly, exactly. He he does all the things that like you need a guy to do. You know, he's he's a yeah, pretty like, low ego player in that sense. Like he'll just. He doesn't. Kelly Oubre is a guy who would get serious minutes on any playoff team, and anybody who disagrees with that, like oh, again, yeah. like off the bench, too much at points per game and not enough at the rest of. And I ball. almost think he could fill a little bit of a Sean so Living- many roles. Well, I feel like he could yeah. fill that Sean Livingston type role where he's like, yeah, he comes off the bench. He's not going to be as much of a scorer as Sean Livingston, but like he'll he'll play defense, right? He's not going to put up like, yeah. two steals a game, but like he'll play defense and he'll he can guard a ball. He'll handler. give you he'll give he can give you some buckets if you need him to, right? So I think that's that's an underrated move in free agency. And the as thing well. is with 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 Andrew Wiggins, as much as I bash on him as another like empty calorie, high usage, whatever guy, mm-hmm. if he can not be like a traffic cone on defense, <laughs> he's fine because he has a decent three. I mean, I'm not saying he's shooting forty percent, but like he has a decent three. It's an improvement. The problem is like you're such an athlete, and yet you are a literal turnstile on defense. I don't <laughs> understand why, like. Yeah. I don't know if it was coaching because you were on the T-Wolves and they can't coach anybody. Like, call Anthony Towns, another guy who it's like, you are a freak. Like, why are you mm-hmm. a, literally just a human practice dummy for people to dunk over? Like, why? You know? So he's going to be at the three, and then you have Draymond and Wiseman. Like, that's that's not bad mm. at all, <laughs> right? I mean, here's the thing. Any lineup that has Steph in it is going to be close to a playoff team just because of Steph if he stays healthy. Yeah. But, like, that team is is – I mean, hell, if 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 Clay Thompson was healthy, that'd be a championship contender. Uh, yeah, and I still play. think they're going to make it deep in the playoffs just because oh, of yeah, the personnel yeah. that they have and the experience and yeah. all that stuff. And obviously, yeah. you know, and they Draymond, have the pedigree. Even though he puts up a triple single, like he's <laughs> he's still like Draymond kind of puts himself in a bad situation because he like thinks of himself as Dennis Rodman, right? Which is like, okay, you're not Dennis Rodman, mm-hmm. but like. He's not a bad NBA player. No, like, no, no, no. As much as like he kind of memes, like he, he puts memes himself, himself in a position to be memed on, right? And like he puts himself in bad situations because he opens his mouth. But like he's not a bad NBA player. Like no, 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 he's no. not a I bad NBA player yeah, by any stretch anyone, of the imagination. I don't think anyone like, would argue that. I just think every you know people people like to make 
fun of him because he's so yeah <laughs> he's so outspoken Absurd. about his yeah. his abilities but you know uh it's it's just nice to see the nba back i know it was a short break but i i love talking about the nba there's just there's so many storylines in it and it's uh it's it's fun to watch especially with all the rookies coming in now short and preseason which is nice and it's because nice it's, that the, the conferences look a lot more even now finally yeah too. I'm, I'm really excited we're gonna next week we're gonna do our uh projections for like you know all the season awards but we're also gonna you know give our projections for the both for the eight seeds on both both conferences so we'll we'll have a lengthy discussion about both of those uh next time we're actually gonna transition now we're going to talk a little about some uh, some football, some uh, some European football. Uh, the uh, Champions, Champions League, League draw. draw for the round of 16 was uh, announced a few days ago. So uh, me and Nick obviously both played soccer back in our youth and our high school days. So we'll uh, we'll give a little attention to, to the beautiful game. Um, so, I mean, I'll let you start us off here since this is your... This is your Jan. This is your suggestion to talk about some of this. So uh, yeah, I mean we've have we have definitely some a loaded sixteen. Yeah, 16 I mean teams. a loaded sixteen. Like these are pretty much this the is, best you could ask yeah. for. Aside of it's aside not, of Porto, you have all teams from you know the the big power five leagues. There's not really a lot and, of flukes here, you know. Like yeah, there's not some there's not a lot of cakewalks, which is exactly <laughs> what you want to. That's see. how it should be. Yeah. We don't want to see, you know, Krasnodar making it into the round of 16. We're not trying to see that. We're trying to see... About? You don't want to see Locomotive Moscow, bro? No, because I, I don't want to see them get washed 8-0 and a team get a free pass to the round of 8. I want to watch real teams play. All right. So first up, we have uh, the legendary choke artists of Manchester City against <laughs> Borussia Mönchengladbach. Now, money, as, much as, as much a fan of the German Bundesliga as I am, you I know, mean, having... I feel like... The decision here, it's is obvious. It's like it's one city. of those picks where it's like, oh, man, the lake. It's like it's. I'll put it this way: when the Lakers are playing the Nuggets, it's like, oh, the Nuggets are hot, man. You know, they're, it's like, and then it's you're like, like, wait, it's a like, minute. all right, let's just realize really quick: the Lakers are gonna win. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not at, or no, it, like you could even make the argument about the Lakers versus the Heat. It's like, oh, the Heat are hot. They've kind of beaten like, everybody. No. They got this far, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's still the Lakers. So I'm just gonna pick the Lakers, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. I mean, like. Borussia Mönchengladbach not even doing that hot in the Bundesliga right now, you know. And as much as I have a soft spot for the for the Bundesliga, having lived and played there the last couple of years, I'm I'm gonna be realistic. I mean, Manchester City's personnel is just too good for them. Um, I would be immensely surprised if this was not decisive. Yeah, and you um, could say the same thing about the next matchup. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lazio Bayern. I mean, Bayern has has real cluster injury problems, especially in midfield. But I mean. You look at the positional excellence that Bayern has at goalkeeper, at at center forward with Robert Lewandowski, and then at the wing, it's it's just so dominant on an individual basis. Like, even if they're starting a kid from the academy at center midfield, you know, there's just so much depth, star power around him at all of the other positions that, you know, okay, if they were playing a better team, it would be difficult. But again, Lazio is is kind of a team that. Mm-hmm. This is the farthest they're gonna go, and they should be proud of themselves for getting here. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's another one of those cases. Where Bayern we got, just got too many guys. We got Liverpool, Leipzig next. Probably the two best coaches in the world right now with Klopp and Nagelsmann. Um, Great name. 
Yeah, great name, <laughs> honestly. Phenomenal. Maybe even two future German national coaches. We'll see how that goes with the German national team not being able to do anything right now. <laughs> um, this is closer than it looks on paper. Like everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, Liverpool." Yeah, weird. well, because people look at Liverpool being the reigning, you know. Yeah, the loss league. of Virgil Van Dyke cannot be understated. He's for this the best team. defender in the world. He's the best defender in the world, and also he. It was almost like when Thiago Silva was playing for that Brazil mm-hmm. team in the World Cup, and then he got out, and Germany just boat raced them in the next round, and it wasn't even competitive. Well, and it's like, oh wow, Silva covers for so many mistakes that other people make. It's well, the same it's thing also with like, Van Dyke. Well, and it's also like I'll make the comparison to another sport. It's almost like losing like a quarterback or like a middle linebacker. Like, like he controls the defense, right? So he not only is doing his thing right in terms of covering people, his matchup, yeah, yeah. his matchup, covering people, defending his position, whatnot. He's pretty much organizing people the way he needs them to be organized, right? He's getting people in position. He's telling people what to do, stuff like that. So, like, when you lose a guy like Van Dyke, I mean, you're losing one of the, like, points of control, I guess, on your team. So, like, that throws a lot off. And, like, Joe Joe Gomez is good and everything like that, but Van Dyke, Van, Dyke. Van Dyke is the best defender in the world. Yeah. He's, he's one of the few big-money defender transfers that, like, Panned You're out. almost like, man, he was undervalued. Like, mm. I wouldn't have even been mad if they paid $100 million for him. Mm. Like, he's just – he is so good. Yeah. And and I still think Liverpool has the edge, right? Again, just because attacking, I think they have more firepower. Mm-hmm. And Leipzig without Timo Werner is not offensively the same team. But Leipzig is playing really well in the league. So it'll be, it'll be a really pacey game. And, again, some great coaching. So – It'll be a nice, good old-fashioned England-Germany matchup there. Yeah, I mean, Juve-Porto, um, I think, is pretty Juve. easy to call. Juve's stacked. I mean, Ronaldo, obviously, Dybala, their defense is is always great. And, I yeah, mean, it's just not. Great and goal, great at goalkeeper as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, center midfield is, is solid. You don't really see a lot of weaknesses in this Juve team. Uh, like, I feel like Juve's always that way, where it's like they don't really have any weaknesses, right? They're not the fastest team, right? They're not the paciest team always, but they, no. they're just always so solid at every level, and they're yeah, and I'm not always well coached. I'm not going to bet against a happy Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, in yeah. the round of 16. Yeah, who's supported by Paolo Dybala, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. I'm not really concerned about Juve. Now, going from a happy Cristiano Ronaldo to a very, very sad Lionel Messi, <laughs> Barca is, as much as it pains me, Barca is just a mess. Uh, well, like please, somebody of of their former self, save right? they Leo. Lost, they lost Luis Suarez. They, they've lost Neymar in the last couple of years. Right? Rocketage. That, that, they that, lost Rocketage. The team's kind of slowly started to fall apart. Like, the, the team that once was, right, with, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? I'm blanking. Xavi and Iniesta and Iniesta, Iniesta and Xavi, obviously. That team has slowly started to uh to age like, out to dwindle away, age out. The players are getting older, then they move elsewhere. I mean, Sergio Biscuits is uh still kicking, but that, it's not that the team same. is a shell of their former selves. And they're kind of like going through like a transitional period where they have a lot of young guys, right? Who are like they're gonna be good, right? But they're they're, they're just I that yeah. it's not their year. It's not gonna And I think I think more and, and I think that it's it's gotten to the point where it's this is even too much for Messi to carry. Mm, yes, yeah, because you're not Messi's playing Yeah, and you're not playing, you know, some random team here. You're playing PSG who's PSG phenomenal. Like, who was a Champions League finalist last year. Yeah. 
Like nice. as good as they are on paper, like they actually performed last year. Yeah. Like, they were a Champions League finalist. Which you know? is in the past has been PSG's problem because they've always been great, right? Yeah. On but, paper, they've always been amazing. Yeah, but they never show up. But last year they showed up, and and the team this year is arguably yeah. better than last year. So I mean, I, well, I would, think I PSG. I think yeah. PSG's. Yeah, I think, actually, I think, I think it's an easier pick this game than people think. Just yes, because yes, I I would actually agree with that as well. But, I actually uh, put that down. Someone please save Leo Messi. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't get him out of that terrible situation. Um, Sevilla Dortmund. Sevilla finally not able to defend their like seventh or whatever Europa League title because they managed <laughs> to not finish third in their group. Um, Dortmund just fired their coach like two weeks ago. Um, that could go one of two ways. Either the players are like, man, we're going to rally around this new coach. Who or they just kind of like, or they're just like, screw this. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for, for Dortmund just has, I mean, Sancho, they've got Holland. I mean, Dortmund's, very young team. Dortmund always has great young players, man. I mean, they just, they yeah. just always do. Dortmund, Dortmund one is, of the best is, academies is, in the world. Yeah, it's slowly becoming kind of like Ajax, where it's like, man, you go there as like a 20-something or a teenager, and you come out at age 24, and you're just a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's just, you know, that's what they're becoming. I think every I, every sport has a couple teams like that, at least some I'd of the say European like, sports. I'd but. say in in the, U, the U.S. equivalent, right, in the NFL, you could almost attribute it to like, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Um. Not the Patriots. No, definitely um, not them. <laughs> I'm I I You could almost argue Development is the Steelers, like they yeah, develop all their yeah, players. Exactly. Steelers, you could make the argument. Uh Steelers Seattle. The Seahawks eh, I don't know if I'd say Seattle. They always start the random dudes. Anyway, regardless, players. I I would still I think I'm still gonna st- stick with my gut I, I feel like Dortmund's probably going to come out on top yeah, of that I mean, there's a reason Seville have... is playing in the Europa League every yeah. year and not the Champions League and then the last one again I think there's is... two more oh yeah yeah I'm, I forgot there. I skipped Lazio oh no no I did. no I didn't no you skipped Chelsea uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Atletico, Atletico. Uh, um that'll be a great one yeah don't hate me Christian Pulisic uh but I'm picking Atletico here I know it's like <laughs> I'm going to get, like, mad Chelsea fans, but I, my heart wants Chelsea to win because, obviously, I want American players to succeed. Mm-hmm. But I think Chelsea struggles against very deep, very physical defenses. And, I mean, Atletico are not known as the butchers of Europe for no reason. I mean, <laughs> this is going to be a battle of who is going to put more opponents in the hospital on game day. <laughs> like, Diego Simeone's sides are notorious for just physical toughness mm. fitness just a brutal style and of play got great players they've given up four goals in 11 games that is just inhuman <laughs> like and they're play- they're not playing stiffs like they're playing like barca and real yeah, you know they're in, and they're Seville and valencia they're like one of the best leagues in the world and probably the most offensively talented right mm-hmm. i mean you think of la liga you think of like obviously you know Messi, bonita and play Benzema. a lot of goals and play a lot of goals but um, I do not envy the referees in this game. <laughs> it's going to be, gonna be a, a fun day for the VAR official. It's going to be a lot of cards. And then Madrid-Atlanta, I think this is another easy one. Yeah, I mean, Madrid's still um, Madrid. I mean, yeah. love and it I or hate they're it. Mo- Madrid they're motivated Madrid. For, the, for the Champions League because uh, their campaign in La Liga is pretty chalked right now. So. Well, and they've, they've kept that back line so consistent the last couple of years. I mean, Ramos, yeah. Marcelo. 
Carvajal yeah. and Veron. I mean, it hasn't changed in a couple of years. So they, they just like, and, they've got some continuity and yeah. they just, I mean, they still are a very good offensive team, still very capable attacking players. I just, I, I again, I don't think it'll be. I think it's also you close. You, you uh, look at the young players on Madrid and what contrasts that to like a team like Dortmund is Madrid has like those two leaders in Cruz and Ramos that can kind of guide those young players mm-hmm. and kind of keep them. You don't hear about a lot of scandal and, and, and nonsense coming out from the young players in Madrid, despite the fact that the media is always on those guys. The pressure is always on those guys. Mm-hmm. It's arguably the biggest club in the world. Yeah. And, you know, you really don't hear anything, which means that, you know, some of the old heads in the locker room are really keeping people on the straight and narrow. And, I mean, anybody who knows anything about the careers of Tony Cruz and Sergio Ramos knows that mm. those dudes are about one thing and one thing only, and that is winning stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they need extra rooms in their house for all the trophies that they've won. Yeah, it's hard to find guys that have won yeah. more than them. Both uh, World both, Cup winners. I was both multiple Champions yeah, League I was, winners. I was like, about to say both, you know, club and international. Um, they both win a lot of games. So, uh, no, I mean, I'm excited to watch some of those because. That's coming up in 2021, a couple months. So we'll, uh, I mean, we'll we'll definitely check back in on some Champions League stuff as it as it as progresses. The games happen. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, this is still like a month or two out from some of these games. So we'll we'll bring it back around, uh, you know, when the time comes. But for now, we'll be doing a lot of NBA. You know, as the NFL heads into the heads into the postseason, we'll definitely be talking about that. Like I said, next week we're gonna be we're gonna be covering our uh projections for awards season awards and uh you know playoff picture for both the east and west conferences so until then uh we're gonna sign off and uh we'll see you next time see ya